BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast, everyone. I'm Carlene, and I'm here with my good friend, Jill. Hello, Jill. Hey, Carlene. What's happening? Just another exciting <laughs> glowdown for our listeners today. Yeah. So if you guys are tuning in for the first time, we are two longtime beauty editors turned podcasters. You probably know that by now. But if you don't, welcome. And we are really pumped to be talking to our guest today. And it is Skincare by Hiram. He is the viral skincare sensation blowing up on TikTok. Also known as Hiram Yarbrough. The 24-year-old skincare videos have gone completely viral and he seemingly just came out of nowhere. In March of 2020, he started posting videos on TikTok. And just six months later, he already has 6 million followers. How does that even happen? His hashtag skincare by Hiram has racked up 1.4 billion views on the app. And that's just crazy to me. And now Hiram has crossed over into mainstream media. First of all, he's on our show, but he's been featured in the New York Times, Harper's Bazaar, and recently he was even on Good Morning America. Oh yeah, everybody wants a minute with Hiram. His reaction videos where he responds to other people's skincare routines in duets, they're just hilarious. He's got these like facial expressions and I mean, you just have to see it. It's a mood, but he's also known for giving out skincare advice and product recommendations and people really follow what he has to say. And he's taken his TikTok influence one step Further, he even has a website called Skincare Junkie, and it's kind of like skincare addiction on Reddit, but it's more curated and people can log on there and get product recommendations and routine ideas and he even hosts workshops and stuff. So I think that's really smart as well. And all of this has really shaken up the skincare community. He has critics, let's just say that, because he's not a dermatologist or even an esthetician. So some people be like, why is he giving out advice? You know, and I admit I judged him initially because I was like, you know, he's 24. What could he possibly know about ingredients or recommending things responsibly? But really, there's no denying his influence. And he has single-handedly put dusty brands that had little to no buzz on the map. Like, I certainly didn't 
predict that Gen Z would go crazy for CeraVe, but because skincare by Hiram approved it and said it was good, all of a sudden that brand was blowing up, selling out everywhere. And, you know, they don't even have a TikTok account. So all I was definitely like, once I saw that happening, I was like, respect to Hiram. Mm-hmm. I hope you got a big skincare basket for that one. <laughs> but it's all about peer-to-peer influence at the end of the day. You know, you remember back in the day for us, it was like word of mouth, right? That's where the expression mm-hmm. came from. If your best friend tells you that something is good, you just want to buy it. And when you really dig into Hiram's earlier YouTube videos, because he started there first, he's been really thoughtful and almost vulnerable since day one. You know, he's talked about his mental mental health journey and dealing with anorexia and coming to self-acceptance, a place of self-acceptance. And I think that really resonates with his fans as well. Yeah. And we're definitely going to touch on some of these topics today, but I think it's that transparency and that authenticity that is just like currency with Gen Z. It just makes you trust him. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about how exactly Hiram has risen to fame so fast and how he's dealing with that success and, you know, the haters too. And of course, we're going to ask him about that licensing deal that we've been hearing about, like, could Skincare by Hiram be a brand that we Mm. see on our top shelf soon? We ask him. And stay tuned until the end. You're going to hear about the budget skincare brand poised to be the next big thing. Move over, Sarah V. You'll also hear about his Holy Grail skincare serum for oily skin and the new cleanser that took him by surprise that's now residing on his top shelf. And friendly reminder that all of the products that we mentioned today, you can find them listed over on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com slash blog. And here he is. Welcome, Hiram. I'm a skincare YouTuber located in Hawaii. I really like to focus on creating content that's both entertaining and informative that revolves around skincare. Um, my hope is to essentially bring people into the skincare world that aren't you know, familiar or aren't knowledgeable about the way that products and ingredients work and give them just a base level of education with some you know, entertainment and some humor, hopefully, to kind of soften their entry into the skincare world so that they can, you know, start into products that are going to be non-sensitizing, non-irritating, and really beneficial for the skin and, you know, give them opportunities to pursue, you know, further education Mm -hmm. afterwards. And I particularly noticed growth on both YouTube and TikTok from a a younger audience, um, I think, which is really amazing to see, particularly, you know, teenagers and young adults who are starting on skincare and, you know, really taking care of their skin from an earlier age. Yeah, I was going to ask you how yeah, you've got those skincare skincare stands coming for you that are all in the teens. You're like basically a, a K-pop star, but in the beauty world. Oh my gosh, that is the best compliment <laughs> I've ever received. Thank you. But I know that your content has gone deeper than that as well. You've been really open about your mental health journey. And in fact, I read mm-hmm. that it was sort of a personal challenge you had with an eating disorder that helped you to discover your own love affair with beauty and self-care. Can you explain that? Yeah. Wow. You've really done your research. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yes. Yeah, so my original entry into the cosmetics world um, was that I was struggling with you know, the after effects of an eating disorder, um, anorexia specifically, and it had really taken a grip on my life and I was trying to recover and I just was not getting over this hump of like self-acceptance and identifying my own beauty 
and my therapist had told me, you know, like tell yourself in the mirror, you're beautiful every day. And I'm just like, no, 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 that does, that does not work for me. That's not, <laughs> that's just not my thing. It just is not effective. And, and one day randomly, I happened to get like a bad sunburn. So I went to Sephora for the first time and I got a tinted moisturizer and I brought it home just because I had a few meetings and I put on the tinted moisturizer and I looked in the mirror and it was the first time in my entire life that I had ever felt beautiful. I had never up until that moment ever looked in the mirror and thought, wow, I look really good. You know, I, I look beautiful. It was just such a foreign concept to me in a really life-changing moment. And it wasn't because I had makeup on. It didn't have very much to do with the makeup, more so that the makeup unlocked my ability to see my own beauty. So after that, I became really passionate about makeup and uh, I started working as a makeup artist. But I think that the romance for makeup was a little short-lived. I think actually doing makeup for people, you start to realize that not everyone wants to do a fun cut crease, colorful rainbow moment every day, which is definitely where my passion more so lies, the the artistry. And then I discovered skincare and just the amount of knowledge and really the, the focus on identifying, you know, your, I guess more so the focus around health and, you know, just the crazy amount of information and ingredient knowledge and that is just insurmountable. Like to this day, I'm still learning every single day about new ingredients, about new information, new studies, new opinions. And I think that just enticed me at such a level that makeup never had. I also wanted to share the base level of knowledge with others because as I started to get into the skincare world, it was either like you only heard what salespeople would say, or there was very intense clinical dermatologists, you know, riddled with all these very complicated terms that I didn't understand type of information out there. And I was struggling to find someone who could just kind of like introduce you to the skincare world from a very like simple standpoint, be able to break down all the, you know, how to cleanse, how to moisturize all the basics. And so I wanted to, you know, help people out in that way. And as I learned, I shared my journey um, with other people on on YouTube. And yeah, I'm kind of now here. And thankfully, there's so many more dermatologists online. There's so many estheticians. There's so many skincare content creators that have made it so much easier for people now, as opposed to like, even just when I started. So it's incredible to see like, more and more education and more and more access to, you know, easy to understand skincare information there is for people out there, which I'm really happy to mm-hmm. see. Now, where do you get a lot of your information? Obviously, you were trained as a makeup artist, like you said, and this is like mm-hmm. a personal passion for you about to learn about ingredients and to learn about skincare and the health of the skin. So what are some of your resources to kind of get up to speed as it were yeah. on skincare? Yeah, definitely. I mean, initially it was primarily like ingredient dictionaries just to get a general idea of ingredients. Um, Now I really like to rely on um, chemists and dermatologists specifically. I feel like they're, you know, the real experts of the industry. I actually uploaded a video this morning called I'm Not an Expert where I talk about how, you know, I truly believe the experts within the industry are chemists and dermatologists. Dermatologists because they have such a deep understanding of skin sensitivity, skin issues, how to resolve issues, and chemists because they have such a deep understanding of like ingredient functionality, what you can mix together, and the most up-and-coming data and information out there. And I, I like to balance you know, the, the stances and the opinions I hear from a bunch of different dermatologists and a bunch of different chemists. And you know, find the common denominators between Mm -hmm. all of the different opinions and relay that information to my audience in a 
what I try to do a more like simplified way, which sometimes I can do and sometimes I can't do just because it's, you know, it's so complicated in the world. But that's really like where I like to get my skincare information. I, I used to, at the beginning, like read a lot of like papers and studies, but I very quickly learned that like, I'm not trained to read mm-hmm. studies and I haven't gone to like eight years of school to be able to understand, you know, um, a chemistry report and, um, yeah. you know, by me reading it and dissecting it from my limited knowledge, um, that's actually where a lot of, you know, like pseudoscience and misinformation can mm-hmm. source from. If you're not, you know, properly trained to understand a study and then reading it and being like, oh, well, I came to these right. conclusions, which are not accurate. And let me spread that information everywhere. I'm more so like to find chemists and dermatologists that I trust. And then, yeah. you know. Who are a few of your faves that you follow? Oh, yeah. Um, so I've always loved Dr. Dre. She was the first dermatologist mm-hmm. that I started watching on YouTube just for her mm-hmm. similar stance on like fragrance-free formulas and her really deep understanding of skin irritation. I love Lab Muffin Beauty Science for her like myth-busting, mm-hmm. you know, r- reviews and statements. I love Dermangelo. I love Dr. Shaw or um, Dr. Lee or the Derm Doctor on YouTube. I recently found Dr. Alexis Stevens. Um, she's a black dermatologist that specifically focuses on... She was on our show. <laughs> oh, really? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love her. She's so sweet. Yeah, she is amazing as well. I love Kenna Whitnell. I love, um, as a chemist, I love Kind of Steven on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Also been on our show. Dr. <laughs> so many. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Okay, yeah, yeah. So many, so many different ones. I, I really... Um, yeah, enjoy that's awesome. Do you watch Brad Mondo's videos at all? No, I don't. Do you? No. Okay. So it, he does hairdresser reacts okay. videos. And I remember just being like, oh my gosh, that's so creative. I love that idea. I think it's super cool. And I was like, I would love to do that too. But I was like, oh, what, what, like, you know, like, what do I call myself? And I was like, well, my, my job description is specialist. That's what's in my, you know, that's what's in my job description. So, you know, I'll start using that um, just to be able to help people understand like kind of the contextual evidence as to like, who is reacting mm-hmm. um, while also in my videos making a very clear and distinct disclaimer that, you know, I'm not licensed and there are other people out there that definitely are that you can learn from. And it's created this fun series on my channel to where people are just able to kind of see my personal skincare philosophy. Mm-hmm. And with the reaction videos specifically, I think they're so much fun because I'm able to combine elements of pop culture and, you know, the, my genuine reactions whatever products they're using and how they align with my personal mm-hmm. skincare philosophy and whether I would recommend them to my audience or not. Um, and it's also been really cool to see how many people I've reacted to reach out to me afterwards that are like, thank you so much. <laughs> they're like, thank you for your product recommendations or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, girling it. <laughs> I am curious. I wanted to ask you this video that you uploaded this morning. I am yeah. not an expert. Is that sort of in response to a lot of... I think there are, unfortunately some people who have been criticizing your rise to success a little yes. bit because you have had such an explosive year. And I think people are, some people look at that and either they're jealous or they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So what has been sort of your response to that criticism? Obviously you did this video, but mm-hmm. in general, have you had a lot of negativity around that? Yes. You know, um, I, I have, um, and I, I don't like to, at least on my channel, focus on that. I, I feel like the, the concept of like giving attention to negativity only increases the negativity is a very real thing. But yes, absolutely. There's, there's a lot. And I, I think it's partially for two different reasons. I think first, any, any content creator that, that grows really quickly 
I think as you get a lot of followers, like or supporters really quickly, you'll also get a lot of mm-hmm. haters really quickly. Even though I hate that term haters, you'll get a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, people who critique you. And, you know, I'm partially so grateful for those people because the entire way I started like really pushing myself to learn on my channel was actually being called out by my audience. I was, I remember the first time I was talking about like a, a moisturizer that I love that now is completely against my personal skincare philosophy. Like literally the opposite end. <laughs> and I was talking about how much I loved it. And I had a training esthetician comment. And she was just like, look, this is not it. You really need to educate yourself. And she gave all the reasons why. And I was so grateful for that because I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to be spreading the wrong information mm-hmm. out there. Thank you. you know, thank you for calling me out. And thanks to my audience really calling me out and telling me when I'm wrong, I've been able to grow so much. And I'm honestly so grateful for that. So mm-hmm. the criticism I love, the like relentless like bashing or hate is definitely like a lot to deal with and I have been really shocked by the amount (laughs) that there is and and I think another reason for it too is that you know I have been able to grow really quickly on on the platforms which is amazing and if you would have told me that I would be the one who's kind of like growing this quickly I never would have believed you because I always would have assumed it would be a dermatologist or it would be a chemist or it would be someone who's like truly extremely you know educational and truly an expert but you know i think i think within every industry there's people who you know actually source the information and you know people who are deep within the complexities of a specific you know niche of whatever you know field of study that they're in and then there's people who democratize that information and make it accessible and easier to understand and i feel like they're also important as well and and for me what's so important to me is taking that information and making it easier to understand because i would have never been able to understand that stuff from when i first started and i think a lot of the critique is always like he's not licensed he's not a dermatologist mm-hmm. and which i always respond exactly i'm not yeah. <laughs> and i'm very clear about that you know mm-hmm. and i never want to be regarded in that way but just because I'm not a dermatologist or I'm not a chemist does not mean I can't provide anecdotal mm-hmm. evidence or doesn't mean right. that I'm not able to relay information from true experts mm-hmm. in a way that's, you know, yeah. fun. If, if they were doing a great job reaching that audience, then those, you know, then all these teenagers wouldn't have all these questions, right? Which yes. they do. But, exactly. you know, having said all that, has that ever inspired you? Do you think that at some point you might want to try to get some kind of a diploma or a degree or a certificate? Or are you just like, I will be a content creator and this is this is how I see my role moving forward? You know, I have considered it. But to be completely honest, YouTube started as a passion. I never, ever anticipated this to be essentially my career. I was just doing this for fun. So in terms of like my true passion, it's, it has, it's not been like, Oh, I've always dreamed of being a dermatologist Mm -hmm. or anything. Um, esthetician, definitely. I would love to, at some point, I think right now, because my growth has been so rapid, I'm really just focusing on cultivating that, sustaining that as long as I can. Um, definitely in future, I think that would be fun, but I think more so than anything, I, I really love, I guess, kind of like the entrepreneurism of YouTube and and the kind of opportunities of content creation, right? Yeah, exactly. And now a word from today's show sponsor, Sakara. 
All right, so summer of quarantine is officially in the rear view, but one healthy habit I'll be taking with me into the fall is my new NextLev wellness routine. I really upped my fitness game. I'm working out five days a week instead of two, and I started to focus a lot more on what I'm putting into my body rather than what I'm taking away. That's where Saqqara really nails it, making it super easy to eat nutritious meals without sacrificing taste. I'm a huge foodie, so that's really important to me. Saqqara delivers organic, ready-to-eat meals anywhere across the U.S., and they're made with powerful plant-based ingredients designed to boost energy, improve digestion, and get your skin glowing. Their menu of chef-crafted meals changes weekly, so you'll never get bored. And check it out. They even have what's called a beauty blend salad on the menu right now, made with cacao-crusted avocado, berries, seasonal veggies, and a superfood green dressing. Like, did they know Breaking Beauty listeners were coming or what? To boost results, try the best-selling Metabolism Super Powder, an all-natural remedy for bloating and fatigue. It also contains Ayurvedic herbs, which help to enhance energy and help minimize sugar cravings. And right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to saqqara.com beauty or enter beauty at checkout. That's Saqqara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash beauty to get 20% off your first order. We'll link to that offer on our blog and in our show notes, saqqara.com slash beauty. And now back to today's episode. And so what do you what do you get asked about the most by your fans? And what advice do you tend to give the most? Um, I think the, the advice that I tend to give to most is like individual product recommendations and like mm-hmm. products I like and products I don't like. Um, I think one of the things that I saw within the beauty industry, and thankfully this is changing now, but when I first started YouTube, it, it just seemed like you couldn't trust a lot of beauty creators because it was like everyone wanted to be so PR friendly and everyone wanted to like never say anything bad about a product or a brand. And for me, I saw that as like when I started making my content, I was like, I want to be the equivalent of walking into Sephora with your best friend. Like if you go to Sephora with your best friend, they're not, you ask them about products, they're not going to be like, everything's good. Nothing's <laughs> bad. You know, it's just what works for you. No, like they're going to say like, oh, don't get that one. You should get this one. This one's super good. Oh, the ingredients aren't good in that one. No, don't, don't buy that one. It's not worth it. Um, I kind of wanted to be that resource because I feel like in the online space, it's so difficult when a lot of people are talking about like how like every product is good in its own way. While I understand like wanting to be, you know, open-minded and everything to brands, it kind of disables the consumer because they feel absolutely directionless. And I think with a lot of like my audience, they, they were, they have been kind of feeling like directionless. And a lot of them have been using really, really, really harsh treatments every single day. And they're like, well, like, Everyone, like people were saying this was good and I didn't, like I hadn't heard anything else and I I don't know what to do. So for me, uh, I think my opinion on, you know, whether I like a product or whether I don't like a product is my kind of main sought out thing. Uh, Just, and I always like to provide that feedback, not to like push them to to do, like to purchase a certain product or to be like, you need to use this because I say so. Never like that. It's just to share my personal skincare philosophy and hopefully give them a little bit of direction if they so want to follow that. And also my intent was hopefully to kind of inspire other creators to not be scared to like share their brutally honest opinion. And I have a series on my YouTube channel called Truth About, um, where I do like the truth about brands. And I just 
break down ingredient by ingredient products of some of the most popular brands out there and give my really brutal thoughts. And when I started making that series, I very quickly recognized that I was like, I'm not going to get any PR ever. I'm not going to get any sponsorship opportunities ever because of this series. But I was like, I'm okay with that because I would rather be brutally honest about my opinions so that people feel like they, you know, at least have, you know, one creator out there that they know who's like really, really honest and isn't afraid to kind of like tell things like how they believe them to be. Uh, And I think industry-wide across makeup and skincare, I don't know exactly why, but it is shifting towards that, which I'm so grateful to see. I'm so grateful to see like other creators that are just not Mm -hmm. afraid to say how it is and give the real opinions and brands being very respectful of that. So it's been encouraging. Mm -hmm. But you are sticking your neck out when you do that. So, and I know you've talked about like how quickly you've risen to success. Like, have there been any regrets on those mm. truth about videos? Any regrets at all or something you would undo? That's a great question. Um, I, I'm definitely the type of person who I'm like, I don't believe in regrets because everything got you to kind of where you are and is the reason that you are the person today. But I, I will say <laughs> there have been some moments to where I look back and I realized that I wasn't you know, educated about a specific ingredient or I went a little bit too hard on a brand or, or I went a little bit too hard on creators. There's like, for one truth about video, um, I think it was truth about La Roche-Posay. I had really high expectations for the brand because here in Hawaii, some of their products are like $70 each. I don't know if it's that way everywhere. I, I guess it's not. I didn't realize, but everyone was calling La Roche-Posay drugstore skincare. And I was like, this is not drugstore skincare. It's like $70 and you can't get a sample at the stores. And so I was going, being very honest about how I'm like, I just really don't see the hype and I don't see why this is worth it, especially for this price point. And I didn't realize that like in Europe and a lot of other places, it's actually like very affordable in comparison. Mm-hmm. And so looking back, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, maybe I should, I should have done, you know, a little bit more research to understand that before I make, you know, uh, that generalized mm-hmm. of a statement. And there was also another video where it was reacting to DIY microneedling, which I was pretty horrified in the video because I was just like, oh my gosh, like using a, a, a microneedling pen that's for professional use only and encouraging your audience to use it who don't have any understanding of the risks associated with that is to me very irresponsible. And I was like freaking out in the video. And, you know, I had some of those creators reach out to me afterwards that, you know, were pretty upset about my reaction video. And I, you know, I'm like, oh shoot, you know, I kind of regret a little bit the way I went about it. But regardless, I'm still, you know, I'd I'd so much rather regret overly honest (laughs) and overly transparent with my opinions than, and my emotions versus, you know, holding that back or pretending to not feel that way because I want to be PR friendly or because I want to be brand friendly. Now, I know that a lot of listeners are going to be tuning in for your product recommendations. So I think we better get to some of those. Um, Okay. Hiram approved. (laughs) We need a sticker. Like, do you have those stickers like ready to rock? (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) You say that I saw a TikTok of someone who printed out actual stickers and went to the <laughs> store and started putting them. And I was like, oh my gosh, those poor store workers. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> I mean, to see uh, the that's stickers. good content though. <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> so tell us about your perfect morning routine or what you're using right now. Like we need the deets on cleanser, serum, moisturizer, the whole thing. Yes. Okay. So I'll be 100% honest. My routine is changing 
all the time because I'm always trying new products to be able to find the best recommendations for my audience. So I like to promote skincare minimalism and consistency in a routine on my channel, but I kind of take the sacrifice Mm -hmm. just to test a bunch so that I can give as many recommendations as possible. Um, So it's always changing. Yeah. I feel you, Hiram. I say this all the time because we review products once a month and I say the same thing and I'm like, my face gets so red because I'm trying all this shit. Yes, exactly. It's a challenge. the same for me. It's (laughs) kind of, it's unfortunate, but I'm like, hey, I'm willing to put up with it so I can find Mm -hmm. the best products for my audience. And um, so right now I've been using the herbivore pink cloud cleanser i'm not sure if you guys have tried that one Mm-mm. mind blown it's so good it's become one of my favorite cleansers i've like ever used and mm. then oh yeah no worries what? no no yeah, no no why? hang on hang on what do you like about it <laughs> oh yeah what do i like about it so um it's it's hard for me to find a cleanser that really deeply cleanses the skin while hydrating plumping and softening it um it's it, you know it's, cleansers are you know, becoming more and more innovative by the day. But I think for me specifically, being that it's summer here in Hawaii, it's very humid. I like to make sure that I'm not stripping my moisture barrier, but I also want to make sure that like cleansers can really get through all the the dirt and the sebum build up throughout the day. And the reason why I like this one is because it, it has a really good ability to cleanse, even though it has very gentle surfactants and super gentle cleansing agents that aren't going to strip. Um, it really cleanses well, but it's a jelly consistency that foams up that feels very soft on the skin and not overly abrasive as you apply it to the skin. You don't need very much for it to really lather up and cleanse super well. And then afterwards, my skin is always so soft and so hydrated, but really deeply cleansed, which is which is hard. Um, the cleansers are one of those things. I typically have my one cleanser that I stick to these to people kale and green tea cleanser. Like I love mm-hmm. that one, but this is this has become one of my close favorites. Sorry, did you Youth say the, the YCP? Mm-hmm, yeah. Youth to the people. Oh yeah, I, that's been recommended to me oh, it's before. so good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, so what about uh, like next? your next step, toner, yeah. serum? And usually for a morning routine, I keep it really simple. And then a nighttime routine is where I really go over the top. A lot of times I like to do niacinamide serum during the day. So right now I've been using the Honest Beauty or something serum. I can't remember what it's called. It comes in like a white glass bottle. Um, I've been using that as a niacinamide treatment uh, just because I absolutely love the benefits of niacinamide um, for so many different reasons. But specifically for me, the sebum reduction is really important uh, because I do have oily skin and it's very humid right now. And that one's been okay. Um, I love the ingredients. Um, The experience has been I, it might be a little bit too heavy for my skin, but I'm trying it out. I'm seeing mm-hmm. how I like it. But overall, I, I do like the formula and I think Honest Beauty is great. Um, and I like that they are very accessible, like a Target. Um, and then after that, I've been using, I was testing out different products for a while, but I've come back to my tried and true product for summer oily skin, the First Aid Beauty Coconut Water Cream. Uh, that one, it mm-hmm. just sinks into the skin it immediately. I never sweat it out, even though I sweat out like every other moisturizer in the humidity. It's so, and it, it just has this nice blurring effect to to the the skin a little bit, just a tiny bit. Um, that makes your skin look really nice afterwards. So I have been loving that one. And then after I go in, I've been trying out the Dr. Jart Mineral SPF 50. I don't remember the name of it. It comes in like a white bottle with a little green mm-hmm. color. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. Accent one. color. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying that one out. It has a few ingredients I don't like, like um, 
fragrant essential oils, but I have to say I'm blown away by how good the experience is. And sunscreen is one of those steps to where I'm just like, you know, it's the most important thing. So the more luxurious or the more enjoyable using a sunscreen is, Mm -hmm. the better, even if it does have some potential irritants, they always say like the best sunscreen is the sunscreen you'll actually use. And I'm like, even Mm -hmm. if a sunscreen has like perfect ingredients, but isn't really enjoyable to use, it's, it's still better that mm-hmm. you, you know, find one that you really, really enjoy. And I've actually been, I've been really liking this one. I've been surprised at how well it holds up with oily skin throughout the day and the humidity throughout the day. And so I'll follow up. Have you tried a, have you tried everyday humans? I've heard sunscreen? of that brand, but I haven't tried the sunscreen. No, let me look it up. Everyday. It's really, really good. They do have some skincare ingredients. Like their tagline is is sun care, mm-hmm. SPF that feels like skincare, which is absolutely accurate. Mm. But they may have some essential oils in it too. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But it's supposed to be quote unquote clean. So I do think they try not to put extras. Anyway, wow, I've been testing that one this. and I really, really like it. And it's all super affordable. Anyway, back to awesome. you. <laughs> so good. My, that's my favorite right now. Um, what else? Anything for like acne or any other treatment masks or anything we need to know about? Overnight is really when I go in with my treatments. Um, I'm a big retinol person. I love, I love, love, love retinol. Um, I took a break for a little while and now I'm thankfully back onto it. I'm using one. Oh, I cannot remember the name. Ooh, it's from Sephora. Mm. It's one of the new ones. It's in like a tall gray bottle. Um, and it's relatively affordable. Oh, Shawnee Darden? Expensive. Um, but it's Shawnee Darden Retinol Reform? Yes, that sounds very familiar. Uh-huh. I think so. Yes. Um, and it's it's fragrance-free. It, it looks like a really good formula. Um, and it's been feeling really nice on the skin. So I, I really like retinol to kind of tackle a lot of those issues. Um, but for breakouts, I'm a big salicylic acid person. The Paul's Choice 2% BHA mm-hmm. solution. I always, always use that on my nose for blackheads and um, my, like any acne spots, but I'm always testing new acne treatments all the time. Sometimes it's hydrocolloid patches or, you know, microdart patches, or sometimes it's, you know, washes or um, leave-on treatments or serums or toners, or I'm always trying new things. As soon as I have a breakout, I basically have a (laughs) line of products ready where I'm like, oh, okay, now I can try this. (laughs) Yeah. So I know you mentioned that you're testing a niacinamide right now and a retinol, but like, what are your holy grails where you're like, it has to live up to this one that mm-hmm. I know and love? Because I do that. Like, I have all this stuff where I'm like, I'm not ready to give it away, yeah. like my P50, but I'm like, I can't throw it out either because yeah. they're just like top, top shelf. So what, what's your niacinamide and what's your retinol? Yeah. So niacinamide, um, honestly, I'd say I really like the ordinary niacinamide serum personally. I know some people like say that it leaves their skin tacky. I've never noticed that for Mm -hmm. my skin personally. Um, I really like it just because of how simple the formula is, but, um, I also like to experiment with like the iUnique serums. Um, they're a Korean skincare brand. They have a good amount of niacinamide in them and they, are just the most beautiful experience for a serum. Um, so lightweight, soaks into the skin very easily. Um, their tea tree relief one um, is amazing. So I usually will say like it has to live up to either of those, whether in functionality like the ordinary one or mm-hmm. in true experience like the iUnique ones. For retinol, you know, I have never found my perfect retinol. I've never found one where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like the holy grail. I have noticed a consistency though when I do use retinol, the results, but I've never found... 
And maybe that's just because it mm-hmm. takes a while for it to work. <laughs> you know, it, it takes a good amount of time investing mm-hmm. into a retinol. Um, it's not necessarily like you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, my skin mm-hmm. miraculously looks so much better, you know? So I haven't found like my miracle one yet. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still working on that one. I, as far as for salicylic acid treatment, mm-hmm. Paula's Choice, definitely like that. That solution is yeah. <laughs> sorcery in a bottle. I just cannot even describe it. It's, it's and you know, we talked about some works. of your favorite products. What do you think is a really overhyped product category or type of product or specific product that frankly nobody needs in their routine right now? Ooh, that's a really good question. I mean, expensive facial tools that aren't worth the price point. So when I've seen like $120 for a mm-hmm. stone that you use on your face is ridiculous to me personally, because I'm just like, it's a stone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there's not even like conclusive evidence that, you know, that would necessarily be effective for repairing these issues like anti-aging that you would see in your skin, you know, or just outrageously priced. I think there are tools out there. Like I've talked about Foreo UFO tool. I think it's so cool. It's definitely pricey, but it has so much, so much functionality and so many abilities that I think it's really Mm -hmm. innovative. But when it comes to more simple things like super expensive face roller, a super expensive facial stone, a super expensive facial steamer, I'm just kind of like, no, like I don't, that's not necessary whatsoever to a routine. What's the next like CeraVe? Because we know you made that one go viral. What's the next drugstore (laughs) discovery? Ooh, for drugstore, you know, I have been really liking Verse mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I really like the products that they provide. I think they're really onto something of like a luxury feel with non-sensitizing ingredients at a drugstore price mm-hmm. point. I, I have been really enjoying Verse a lot as far as drugstore. I'd say that's probably like my next. Well, I I don't hop from like brand brand being like, what's my next one that I'm just gonna like. Recommend like crazy. The whole reason I recommended CeraVe was because of the price point, the accessibility, mm-hmm. and how effective and non-irritating it is to people's skin, and just knowing that so many people have access to it. Um, but I really like Verse, and I've been including a lot of their products in like my videos. And um, every single product they come out with, I'm just like, dang! Like they're just like getting better and better and better. And I love their products. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one to watch for sure. And um, what's the latest product you tried that kind of surprised you? in a good way. You're like, oh, this is probably going to be terrible. But then you're like, you know what? I like it. Honestly, the Herbivore being cloud cleanser. Herbivore is one of those brands that, you know, they have some good products, but from a formulation standpoint, I have some strong disagreements um, in terms of like preservatives and stuff like that. I got that and it looks like I hate the smell of rose. I, I hate the smell of rose. And it's very, it's very rose water. Um, it very, it's pink. It's uh, it looked like it would be very rose scented. And I was like, oh boy, I don't, I don't think I'm going to like this at all. And it completely surprised mm-hmm. me. It took me cool. completely mm-hmm. by surprise. So I'd say that's my yeah. most recent product. That happens to me all the time with Glow Recipe. I'm like, <laughs> why? Why do I like oh. this? It makes no sense. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you tried the new serum? Um, oh, the plum one? Yeah. I haven't. I haven't tried it yet. Okay. What's the review, Hiram? What's the review? I'm I'm still trying it out a little bit. Um, but I, I think I think so far it's it's I, I don't have any complaints about it so yeah. far. It, it it has fragrance on the ingredient list, but yeah. the the founders had reached out to me and they said that it was just the plum extract mm-hmm. that yeah. is that is the fragrance. Yeah. So and when I smelled it, I was like, oh, okay, it's it's not. So right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still I I still am. 
testing it, seeing what I think about it. All yeah. right. We'll stay tuned for that. There's just so much happening for you, Hiram. We joked about the stickers before, but I did read that you just scored <laughs> a huge licensing deal. So congratulations. Ooh, so tell us thank about you. that. Like, what are we going to see from Hiram? Ooh, you know, I will be completely honest. I have not yet consulted my publicist about what I'm allowed to say regarding that. But I will say just in general statements, I have a lot of like really exciting and innovative ideas coming up. And for me, one point that is really important on my channel is accessibility, Um, making skincare products as accessible as possible, at least recommendations based off of my personal understanding and with what I'm going to proceed be proceeding with licensing I really want to do that as well but also create things that are not what are typically found at you know these retail settings so I will let you know in the future as I know exactly what I am allowed to talk about more regarding that okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here he doesn't have to say it but I did read that potentially this could be like a pillowcase and also skincare and things. <laughs> and he can't say anything, but we will stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will stay tuned. I will be sure to consult them and ask. <laughs> Finally, what skincare trend do you think is going to be huge for the rest of 2020 and into the future? 2020 is honestly a toss up with quarantine. I think it's, it's I really have no idea. Um, I think it's, really going to be focused on like mask me um, and like um, really moisturizing that area. But in the future, I think skincare minimalism definitely is what's on the horizon. I've seen that like the USA is about three to five years behind Korea in terms of skincare trends technology. And right now, Korea has been going through skincare minimalism movements, whereas before they were really all about like the 10 step, 15 step, Mm -hmm. 20 step routine. And right now we're still kind of in the excessive amount of skincare products being used, you know, really like 15 products sort of thing. And I think what we're going to see next is uh, skincare minimalism, especially with the rise in people not only discovering skincare, but also getting reactions Mm -hmm. to an overuse of skincare products. I think we're definitely going to see a rise in uh, skincare minimalist focus. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Cherry bomb, you got a cherry